angels on the line, the angels on the line, the angels, the angels, the angels on the line, line, line. Good evening, my name is Natalia. Natalia, where you calling us from? Orlando, Florida. Orlando, Florida. You got an accent, Natalia? I sure do. Where are you originally from? <laughs> tell me, talk to, tell me well, something. From Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico! <laughs> Say something in Spanish for the people. Say something in Spanish for the people, girl. Hola, mi gente. Oh, I don't know what that is, but set it off hello my people hello Hello, good people good people all right we also right here we got in the studio with us across from me of course you have go ahead sir my name is dante cara fifth letter cara group here in san Luis. all right and who we have next to her my name is kaden phillips and i go to kip triumph academy all right say that one more time for me sir my name is Caden Phillips, and I go to Kip Triumph Academy. Caden Phillips, and he goes to Kip Triumph Academy. How old are you, Caleb? Caden? 13. Okay, okay. Nick Williams, a.k.a. Nikki Slices, uh, owner of Nikki Slices Pizza Club. Mm. The coolest pizza club in town. In the world. Oh, in the world. <laughs> and I am Angel CEO and founder of the Angels Online, ladies and gentlemen. Voice of Unheard is this podcast. And today we got a special episode. Matter of fact, I'm lying. Every episode is special. Today we are talking about parental loss, which means these individuals that are guests on this episode have lost a parent in the past or in the present. Um, the first thing I'm going to ask is, Natalia, can you tell me how you can relate to this episode? Have you lost a parent? Have you lost two parents? Tell me something. I lost both of my parents. How old were you when you lost both of your parents? I was seven when my dad passed away and 10 when my mom passed away. Woo! All right, all right, all right. Oh, my goodness. Dr. Kara, tell us. So I lost my mom. Okay. In 2019. What was that, four years ago? Mm-hmm. Four years ago, okay. Kaden, yep, yep. tell us, talk to us. Uh, so I lost my dad, I was 10. You're 13 now, so about three years ago? Yes, ma'am. All right, all right. Nick Williams, talk to us. Uh, I lost my mother. All right. When I was nineteen. Okay. And then my father when I was thirty-four, so a year ago. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So that's this recent. Year and a half ago. Yeah. Recent. August. Recent. Uh. Okay. Okay. Um, Natalia, seeing that you lost a parent at uh seven and ten, who raised you? My grandmother. Your grandmother. You were in Orlando, Florida? I was in Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. I actually, I, I moved from New York when I was 10 years old to, to Puerto Rico. Okay. So and, you, um, I'm, I'm going to stay with you. I apologize. So you were in New York, and then when your mom passed away, you ended up relocating to Puerto Rico with your grandmother out there. My maternal grandmother. Okay. And, but my paternal grandparents, they also had shared custody. Okay, okay. So you were raised by both sides of your grandparents. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Wonderful, wonderful. Go ahead. Real quick. I probably should have asked you yes, good. Go ahead. I mean, and this is for everybody, anybody. Um, you know, how how have you felt about, be, like, discussing this this topic today? I just want to check, check your temperature. So, good, Nick, good. Nick, how about you, like? 
I've learned that the best thing to do, or one of the best things for me to do, is to talk about it. Yeah. What about you, my man? Bro, me, my uh, my my daddy. He was like in and out of jail, so like, I ain't had no like real relationship with him. So like, when he passed, it was like that was my daddy, but like it was like my like yeah. for real, for real, because he wasn't like in my life for real. So how do you feel about talking about it today? Is it okay for you? Or? Oh yeah, it's okay. It, I, like, you know, like if my like if I would have lost my mom by now, it would have been like a whole big ordeal. But like mm-hmm. my daddy, he wasn't in my life, so it was like understood. 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 Thank you. Um, and what about you, sir? I only ask because I have literally been stressed out about this all day. I mean, like stressed out about it because this is one of those things. Like mm-hmm. I know my mom's not alive. Feel that, but it's not something I talk about, so I don't really give it much attention. Mm-hmm. And I have been like, I was just talking to my sister before I came, and I have been stressed out. You know, I was like, I hope this don't be sad. I love it. I hope this don't be sad now. I don't mm-hmm. feel like I don't feel like reliving none of that again. But right. I'm just saying, it's healthy. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But you know, for me, people, well, for me, I I don't I didn't handle um, handle it the correct way. Mm-hmm. I just moved on. Uh huh. So anytime I give any amount of attention to to it, it always ends up being very unique so i just want to know if anybody else is stressed out or sad about it well not well, necessarily sad by well let's ask natalia natalia how did you feel about coming into this episode i felt i felt good i felt good sharing my 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 uh, experience good 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 wonderful wonderful i love it i appreciate y'all for being on here dr carl always like to chime in with random questions <laughs> And, and, and we accept him. We we, we, we brought Sour Patch for him and today. Dear. And I thank you. To make sure he had that. And water, plenty of agua. Uh-huh. I'm speaking Spanish because Natalia's Puerto Rican. You guys get that? Did you guys catch that? <laughs> Woo! I'm just making sure you caught that. Um, Natalia, I'm, 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 I'm going to start with you, and I like to start with you because being at the age of 7 and 10 years old, both parents, so you were mm-hmm. raised by somebody else. So you had by both sides. So And then not only that, you come from a different cultural background as well, so that's very important for people to understand the culture diversity of it. Of it, um, right? How did um, what was your what was your personal experience like with the parental loss? Um, how how did it shape your life growing up? It is extremely hard because everything that I knew was now different. Uh huh. From language to school friends culture altogether mm. uh, it's, it's losing your parents at such a young age uh you feel lost you feel like you don't fit in mm. that's a big one there that's a big one there you had siblings i did mm. my youngest sister and so it was two of you together going through mm-hmm. okay Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you, Dante? I mean, I know you lost your mom later on, 2019. You said. Mm-hmm. Um, how did it shape shape you the last four years? Because you just told us that you didn't deal yeah. with it the correct way. Which who knows if there is a correct way. Well, no, there is a correct but, way. Right, but but there is a correct. But way. everybody's not Dr. Carl or Miss Ramsey, um, so. You know, four years ago I was a much different person. My life was in a much different space. Um. Since my mom passed away, if I'm honest, I feel like my my life has 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 dramatically it has changed dramatically in a positive way. I mean, losing my mom, I just decided then that there was nothing else that would cause that much pain for me ever again. And it, and I hope this doesn't offend like my sister or my siblings or anybody in my family, but losing my mom gave me the freedom to live like how I wanted to live and to uh-huh. do things that I wanted to do that I was that I always thought she wouldn't agree with mm-hmm. and, and and I didn't want to make her feel any kind of way so not having her in that regard uh, gave me a certain freedom which essentially uh, manifested itself in other areas of my life uh, positively and, and gave me the the green light and the, the courage to, to, to be me authentically but other than that I mean it's, it gets rough sometimes, you know. It gets mm-hmm. a little difficult uh, on on those, you know, those Facebook memories mm-hmm. that pop up, up you know, mm-hmm. uh, or you know, her birthday, which is right around the corner, or you know, three weeks ago made the fourth year. So those days get difficult, and it's one of those things because, like, I'm the youngest, mm-hmm. um, and I, and 
I feel like my, my relationship with my mom was a little bit different than how my siblings' relationship was. But, you know, when I, on those days I do feel sad, I can't call them because I don't want to make them sad. You mm-hmm. know, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to make them sad. So I kind of have to, and this is how I dealt with it. I've always dealt with it on my own. Like when my mom passed away, I took off work for one day. You know, uh, she passed away. I, I flew back to St. Louis the next day, worked remotely here mm-hmm. uh, up until the funeral. I took off the day of the funeral and then went back to work. So it was just like I didn't I didn't deal with it. But, you know. Mm. What about I'm, I'm going to move over here to Nick, actually. Um, how this shaped your life? Because losing your mom at 19, you were in college at the time. Mm-hmm. So how did that shape your life? Because your, 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 your father passed away a year and a half ago. So losing your mom, how did that shape? Both affected me wildly different. Mm-hmm. Um, when I lost my mom, I was much more still a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but that fast-forwarded a lot in my life. Overnight, I pretty much dropped a lot of BS in my life. Mm-hmm. It's just like kind of one of those clarity moments where like you realize what's a little more important mm-hmm. than not. Uh, and that literally happened overnight um, with my mom passing away. And uh, kind of like what you were saying, like I just used college as an excuse to bury mm-hmm. that where I put my head in the books, yep. both positive and negative. I put my head in the books. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a very, very close circle of people, mm-hmm. and I met you literally right after that. Mm-hmm. Like y'all, you became mm-hmm. like you. I like am so lucky for you and the twins and mm-hmm. like Kyle and all of us. That was literally right after that was. That Crank was, that. Yeah, that was all that. Um, so luckily, um, I just kind of like hunkered down into school, into books, um, figuring out what I wanted to do, but I also like, you know, you college, you drink, you binge drink, mm-hmm. uh, by definition, that was what it was, it was binge drinking, mm-hmm. um, and, um, I mean, you knew me in college, I wasn't like wilding out like that, right. but like, it definitely helped, um, so it was good and bad, as far as like, blocking out my mother passing away, like I didn't go and seek like therapy um this was 20 this was 2007 Mm -hmm. 2006 so like that like mental health was not what it was now correct that's correct it it just wasn't as cool as it is now like whether you want to say it like that or not um so like that just wasn't a thing it was like bury your head in books and kick it with friends and just stay busy but yep. didn't have to stop to think about that. That's what it is. Stay busy. Yeah. Then we'll, we'll get to your dad and, and another question because that shaped you right there. That's what you did and whatnot yeah. up until. Both. Total um, opposites. Total. I wouldn't say opposites, but I learned how to deal. I, I like you were saying, there's a, right. a, a correct way and a, and a other way to deal with, with your parent passing away or a loved one passing away. Mm-hmm. And. I got like a, a a fresh start with this one with my pops, mm-hmm. so that one I handled totally different. Totally different. I was also a grown ass man. Correct. Grown ass man going through that. I Good. wasn't. I was barely nineteen when Good. my mom passed away. Straight straight out of high school. Yeah. Almost. Um, Caden, I know your response will be will be different because you're thirteen or you lost him when you were ten, right? How did it shape your life? Um, and you can go with you, you can go ahead. You can talk about your what, what what you what you got from them, and you know what you started doing, and how you doing now. How did it shape your life losing your dad? So like when I lost my dad, uh, my mom had told me, and then it was like it was like I just like put it off to the side. It was like okay, if I like my dad just died, but like I said, he really wasn't in my life. So like when he died, it was like I just. It was like inside of me, but like I ain't, I ain't like cried nothing. I just kept it inside of me. So then like, I started doing like stuff, 
just go doing, just, this is this just is this doing, is the angels online, baby. Go ahead. I just started like doing stuff after he passed, and then it got me to trouble and stuff like that. Uh huh. And then now, now, like it was like that's like the past, and like I'm moving on with like bigger and better things. The now. trouble got you in the situations that made you realize you don't want to be that way. You don't want to go down that path. No, I ain't like I ain't want to do you it. You don't want to be like him. Is that what it? What is it? What was it? It was like, cause my, cause my mama, she kept telling me like, it was like either you, you was gonna do this, or you was gonna be like your daddy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and I had thought about it, and then I was like, I ain't want to be like him, going in and out of jail and stuff like that. Okay. Very good. Good, good, good. Make sure you're talking that mic. It ain't gonna bite you. Don't worry about it. Um, wonderful. I love it. I love it. Um, did you, Natalia? Did you find support? And uh, during your, during your grieving process, you know, what did you what did you, who did you lean on for support in that time? Because that was a long time ago. So, well, I didn't get no help till I was probably fourteen years old. Okay, four years later. So, the, right, the, those four years were. I mean, when I came to Florida to visit my grandparents. Uh, it was more peaceful and it was more guidance. It was more love. They spent more time. So that the summertime and Christmas was uh, like a temporary uh, suppression of what I felt. But while I was in the island and battling, learning everything was new. It was hard because I didn't have no one. Mm-hmm. Mm. And my grandmother, she was dealing with alcoholism, so that that took a toll at home. So I I didn't have no one. Mm. Just me and my sister. That's it. So you 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 got to Florida piece by piece. Christmas, you you found peace when you went to vacation to visit your paternal grandparents. Right. Okay. When did you move to Florida? When I was sixteen. Okay. I got tired of I got tired of the alcohol my grandmother's alcohol problems and decided I wanted to be full time in Florida with my grandparents. And you did that and you've been in Orlando, Florida since then, huh? Right. Wonderful, wonderful. Um what about you, Nick? Who did you lean on for? For well, you just told us kind of, you know. Well, with your mom, you told us, you know. I think that um, a, a big part of when my mom passed away, by the way, before that, like me and my sister, like my sister was in college, I was in high school, we were two years apart. Uh huh. Um, so like we didn't have like, I mean, we just fought like regular teenager like mm-hmm. college kids, like. But like, as soon as that happened there was like a whole other layer of our of our relationship that mm-hmm. came out and like overnight my sister became like like a mother an aunt a sister like everything to me mm. uh, like that like paternal or that like motherly switch in her uh-huh. just like went on I gotta take care of my little brother and uh, she definitely became like a rock you know? mm-hmm. and um, I mean my, my pops had to deal with losing a wife right and um dad at times wasn't pretty and a dad at times what he wasn't the best father mm-hmm. figure and i don't blame him because you know you got to do what you got to do to get where you need to go um and uh rachel just kind of my sister was like the one for mm-hmm. me. like she was everything um i was lucky enough to to like have a group of, of friends in college that was on the right path everybody was mm-hmm. pretty much on their shit but they also just love to have fun a good time <laughs> come on and, you know what to say and it's that i mean my dad always i think i said this on, on the last podcast I said, my dad was always super strict when i was growing up on who i would hang out with mm-hmm. who he'd let me hang out with so that habit just kind of continued still continued in my life like my circle is small mm-hmm. um and um think that was just one of those things where he was just preparing me for life because like once my mom passed away it's easy to like you know fall into different things fall into bad things fall into other things that like you normally wouldn't do 
on a character like you were saying. And um, I had a, a, a group of friends that really just like we held each other down. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was still do. Yeah, it was very important. Good, very good, important. good message. That's that's a good message. Good people, good people. Good people, good people. <laughs> you got to get a people what they want. Woo! Can you hear that? Pick and choose those pe- friends wisely. It'll travel with you. Mm-hmm. It goes to. It becomes a point where. You don't have time to hang out with bad people because you become accustomed to the good things. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like, wait a minute, I want to keep that around because you don't want to get in trouble. If you ain't never used to getting in trouble and you get in trouble, you start to look at it like, what's going on? Right. Now you surprising. We like, why are you surprised you did that? Then yep. accountability comes in, right? Mm-hmm. And you start to have to hold yourself accountable and it's no longer mom holding you accountable. It's 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 the law. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you're going to get older. You know, so, so I love that message that you just gave. Like his dad instilled it in him. <laughs> And he kept it even after he got older and in, in, in college and everything. So he had no time to mess up because everybody was around him was doing right. Mm-hmm. So you want to be that eyeball because you become that eyeball. I don't want to hang out with you. Correct. You can't come around with what we're doing because you ain't mess up what we got going on. So I, I love that. I love that. Um, you talked a little bit about your grieving process, uh, Dr. Carr. You um, you didn't really grieve. Who was who was there to support you? Who was you know? Again. <laughs> I was a different person back then, so I actually, I actually refused. No, I refused all support. I didn't want anybody to ask me how I was doing. Uh, the other side of that same coin, I remember getting upset with everybody that nobody was checking up on me. So, <laughs> right. So I remember, I remember getting mad at my dad because I feel like he didn't call me enough. I remember uh, getting mad at my siblings because I feel like, you know, I didn't flew into St. Louis. I didn't, you know, pay for everything. I didn't. You know, handled the whole um, arrangements and everything. Like, mm-hmm. I can't. I flew in that morning, stopped by my sister's house. They were all crying, didn't want to be there. Mm. Went to my grandma's house, picked her up. Like, hey, let's go to the funeral home, and just got right into it. Mm. Got right into it. You know, um, did all that. Flew home. You know, was mad. Well, I kind of was mad that I had to do all that, but I really did have to do all that. And I really, as time went by, I was glad that I could do all that. There that was go. the last thing I could do for my mom. And I did it. I did, I did a good job. I think she would be proud. You know, from going to buy the dress to ordering jewelry, you know, so that she'll look nice. And, you know, having, you know, she wore a wig. But I had the wig done, you know. Um, <laughs> Don't do her. Let hey, her be look great. Here, come on, she you. resting beautifully, you know, okay? Funny thing, funny story. You know, my mom, had, she looked, you know, she was beautiful. But she always wore her a different kind of way. And we thought. She had a bunch of different wigs. Couldn't find out it was the same one. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so we up here looking for all these these, these hair pieces in her house, only to find out that she had just been styling the one same wig. one, all different kind of ways. <laughs> so my auntie, come on now. My auntie, you know, took it and styled it up in it because uh, she had um, her hair was actually just like yours is right now, um, and like you know, there's a picture of her like the day before she passed away in the hospital. She had her like hair like that, but my my grandma was like, no, we want her to look how she usually looks. So. You know, my auntie went and got those braids, uh, mm-hmm. put put the hair on top of it, and she looked beautiful. But I remember, like, you know, initially being upset, and then not having very much support at all because I was so focused on not focusing on it. And it was just, and the bad thing about that, just so people know, the bad thing about doing it like how I did it, it it constantly shows up. Mm-hmm. You know, you you try so hard not to focus on it, and then it, it just pops up. I remember like being in a um a uh, 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 um it's a place to sell like bubble tea. Mm-hmm. Been in the drive-thru, right? And then my mom loved Prince and the Alice Brothers. And then the Prince song come on. And I'm trying to order this food and I'm just bawling. <laughs> or, you know, I'll be on my way to work and then just be oh bawling. I'll be at a stoplight and just like cry. It's like, hey, mm. when is like, when am I going to get past this part? You know? Mm. Um, but man, like, you have to find the support, like, right when it happens, man. Don't don't try to do it your own because that was uncharted territory. Like, I have never, I had never lost anybody that was that close to me. So I didn't know how to do it, but. Having gone through that, I would strongly suggest that um, after losing someone that close to you, um, as, as close as a parent, seek help because essentially, no, ma- no matter the situation or the circumstances surrounding the death, my mom died. It wasn't sudden like she had a heart attack. And then the next day, you know, they put a stint in her heart. She was good. She FaceTimed me, which she never does. And she's like, you, I'm, you know, I'm going home. And then went home, and then night she passed away. So it was kind of sudden because they told me she was all right, mm-hmm. you know, because I was like, I should have flew down here right then. Right. You know, but they kept saying, oh, no, you have to come. She'll be good, you know. 
And to be honest, rewind it a little further back. My mom was very dramatic, very dramatic. So when they told me she had a heart attack, I'm like, girl, no, she didn't. <laughs> you know, no, she didn't. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of dealt with that. With the, I had a little bit of regret for not coming initially. And mm-hmm. then, um, but yeah, seek the support. You know, because um, I tell people what, what I learned, and then now I tell people is that no matter what the circumstances is surrounding the death of a close loved one, whether it's your parent, a spouse. Um, somebody who you grandparent, you held, your grandparent you held in hard, reg, you know, high regard. It's it, it, it's like a robbery. You have, you you become Listen. a victim of something. Something was taken away from Listen. you. Listen, you know, you have to grieve that. You know, and and, mm-hmm. and I wish I would have done that, man. But I'm, I'm I'm in a much better place now. Um, but you know, and I don't want to hijack this part, but I be it, it affected me. I became super toxic. I became very clingy to my to my spouse, like. You know, just to try to fill that void that I felt I was missing. Mm-hmm. So it showed up in every area of my life that I thought it wouldn't show up in. And I really, you know, because I was raised by my grandma and my dad. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know it would affect me like that. So it showed up, and I was kind of surprised how, how much it affected me because I had always thought it wouldn't affect me mm-hmm. as, as much as it did. So that's just, you know, this is my part. It's funny you say that part you just said. I, I thought I thought it wouldn't affect me, right, because my great-grandmother passed away since you, you said that in May of 2023 and I, I, I was victimized mm-hmm. you would have thought everything happened to me because you can't take Miss Ramsey from me right mm-hmm. and I, st- I I woke up crying two days ago actually you know mm-hmm. had a dream and I woke up bawling because she's not here mm-hmm. and it, it, it's so hard to deal with and I always said she was like the old lady's still breathing, you know, at 91, mm-hmm. 92, you know, me, her going on a road trip with me to Indianapolis when she was like 88, 89, mm-hmm. you know, and I was like, I was like, Grandma, I'm going before you, you know, uh-uh, Grandma, and I ain't mm-hmm. going to make it without you, Grandma, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, you just, you going to be, girl, you, yeah, no, you know what right. I'm saying? And, and I was like, nah, I'll be good, you know, she old, you know, she, mm-hmm. I'm like, nah, Grandma, but she moving, she on that bike, Angel, I'm working out with, like you. <laughs> I'm 35, right. 30, you know, you know, I'm about to be 37. She still, she was on a bike two days before she had her heart attack or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. So she always said, but I, I just thought I would be okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Nick checked on me constantly. Mm-hmm. Like my mom had to keep, I went into a depressive state for about mm-hmm. a month and mm-hmm. some change. And I, I didn't want to talk to nobody. I wasn't answering my phone. I, I didn't know what to say. Everybody was reaching out. Everybody was, mm-hmm. you know. And slowly but surely, I was and I started answering because I knew I needed yep. support. Natalia was everybody had talked to Big Mama. Everybody, Natalia had talked mm-hmm. to her before, whether it was ten years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody had talked to Big Mama, and so everybody was calling me like, "Wait, yo, you know what I'm saying?" But before she passed away, like she would always talk to me, and she called me at about ten thirty, eleven o'clock at night. Big Mama called, I'm answering. Right, mm-hmm. my, my phone going, do not disturb at about eight thirty at night. Don't call me. <laughs> Come to bed. Straight up. But she, but she called me. But she said, keep helping the children. And she started crying. She was like, I'm proud of you. Mm-hmm. She listened to the podcast. Right. So when she passed, you know, uh, you know, my my big mama in Memphis, had. she told me, she said, you know, mama, your mama would not be wanting crying like that. Mm-hmm. You know what she wants you to do. And so it's like, you know, it was, I felt like a piece of me was just ripped out. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And I was just, but I had to, I had figured it out. You know what I'm saying? I'm like. And I still ain't figured it out, but I figured it out. Right. Because I'm older, and this is what I do for a living. Mm-hmm. You know, but, like, I, I just told somebody today, we're all human. Yep. We're all human. I don't care how much training I got or anything else. If it hits you, it hits you. Correct. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This Dr. Carl, he, he teaches people how to deal with grievance, the process. But he's got to go through it, too. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all human. You know, I just wanted to share that, and uh, thank you for, sh- for sharing that. Um. Natalia, did I ask you about any coping strategies? Did you did you have any coping strategies? What did you do? I tried to um, envision what my mom would say to me. Would say to you? you? Know, what what she would say to me? Uh-huh. My mom was always trying to uh, encourage me to to look for uh, like not to lose my faith in the church. To always love, seek for God's guidance, to always believe in myself. Uh, she was sick, so she knew that time would come. So she kind of uh, prepared me, and I was the oldest sister, so she needed. She she said, "I need you to be there for you and your sister." You know. And, and, and I'm so you, go go ahead, go ahead. In the hardest days, 
I would remember those words. And, and, and then, you know, Ooh, I love it. That's why I on the, I on, I wanna, that's what I do. What I do, Natalia, you just said that your situation was different. And at 10, you had to remember what she prepared you for mm-hmm. at 10 years old. And mm. you didn't have a therapy. You had to go to move from New York to Puerto Rico you being split between grandparents in Florida and Puerto Rico. You dealing with a stable mm-hmm. house. You dealing with alcoholism over here. There wasn't no therapy back then. Natalia, you 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 older than me. I'm I'm yeah. So we talking about the early '90s, right? Mm-hmm. We yeah. So so therapy, all those things. You had to, you came up with coping strategies for yourself. Right. You so I was sixteen. So I was 16, and then and then my godmother, uh-huh. she said, "No, we're gonna we gonna because everybody needs someone to help them sort out uh-huh. their feelings and their thoughts." And the hardest thing to accept, in my experience, was accepting that they were gone. You know, mm-hmm. and um, for a child, it's really hard. It's really hard. It's hard. Big time. Um. But once you accept, you learn to accept with, like with every grievance, right? Once you learn to accept, then things start to, Make you tolerate this. It start, starts falling in place, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. You can't suppress your feelings. That's the truth. Dr. Carl said something earlier, which is very important. Seeking help is very important because sometimes we think we're okay and we're just suppressing and there's always things in life that will resurface those feelings. Becoming a parent parent is one of them Mm -hmm. and in my experience. When my grandmother recently passed away in three months, three months ago, Mm. that was another reason. Mm. So always seeking guidance and help so much so that every time like there is shortly after that every time somebody else passed away i could literally not know them like i would grieve like, like i knew the person i'd be in there crying like that was people like, like literally you know because like it'll just trigger that feeling you know mm-hmm. and i would be able to relate to them in that way and like it's rough man it's crazy like it, you when oh it's hard when when you lose someone at a very young age, a lot of times in my experience, you, that's like one of your biggest fears is to lose someone you love. Cause you, yep, yep, yep. And it stands in the way of a lot of things later on in life. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's good to reach out because you got to learn how to mm-hmm. deal with it, so that way later on you you're more equipped for it. Not saying life will be perfect because at thirty six. I, I went crazy when my grandma passed away. I was I struggled. I struggled with losing Big Mama. Mm-hmm. And she was. And the thing is, you know, I had to realize she was 93. She used to talk to me about mm-hmm. the civil rights movement, the whole. She's seen everything. She's seen after everything that I love to talk about and I look at history and stuff like that. Big Mama, was. she saw all of it. First hand. Okay. First hand. Read the paper, row. looked at the news and would tell me when I'm in Florida or wherever state I'm living in. Angel, you know, <laughs> Grandma, what you talking about, girl? Yeah, Grandma, I, yeah, Grandma, <laughs> I tell, Grandma told, she'd tell me what's going on in St. Louis before I knew. Mm-hmm. She'd tell me when somebody passed away, and she'll say it with ease. Well, I just lost my great, my granddaughter. Who, Grandma, who just, that's my cousin, who just mm-hmm. passed away? You know, um, oh, you know so-and-so's baby? They, they, she could tell you all her, mm-hmm. but she, she was a Jehovah Witness. She just, she was like, um, Jehovah will get through, will get through this, you know, it's okay, you know, she was just, and I'm like, here I am crying when she passed, well, I'm like, Grandma, I'm gonna get it together, I'll be talking to her, I'm like, Grandma, I'm gonna get it together, Grandma, I know you don't like this, I know you don't want me crying, you know, I wake up in the middle of the night a couple of days ago, and I was like, oh my God, Angel, get it together, get it together, she, she don't want this, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, the same time each time. Yeah, but she's still human, though. Correct, you know what I'm saying, but I was like, I get up and I get it together, drink some water, or whatever, and I lay back down or whatever. And you would you would never know me coming on here talking about 
this episode, you would have never known that I had a breakdown two nights ago mm-hmm. or actually two weeks ago also. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You would never know. Mm-hmm. But I'm human, and I accept them if they, when they come. So, um, but yeah. Um, anybody else got any um, special strategies that you use or if you had to figure it out? Like Natalia had to figure it out. Um, you got any strategies that you use, Nick? Um, um, as soon the day after my dad passed away. Uh-huh. So when my dad passed away, he he was diagnosed with um with the with the bone marrow cancer like four years prior. Mm-hmm. Um, and every year they were like, well, we got this, this, and this treatment, and it was just like we're just gonna keep throwing shit at it until it sticks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he wanted like a almost a year and a half in remission, and then it popped back up. Um, but in between then, you know, my dad's always had like. Um, not the best health. So when I moved back to St. Louis, one of the main reasons I moved back was to be around because I knew he wasn't going to be here forever. Um, when he, when I moved back, the first month I moved back, he had a, a mini stroke right in front of me. Had to call the ambulance. Like I had had a job prior um, where I had like a little bit of like emergency training. Uh-huh. So, like, I kind of knew how to go through the process with that mm-hmm. and get the right thing there. Um, but that was very traumatic. Hella traumatic. Mm-hmm. Seeing, like, half the, like, hella traumatic. Mm-hmm. Probably the most traumatic thing I've ever seen directly in front of me. Um, and then two weeks later, uh, we're at dinner, um, and he, uh, he had a pacemaker. His heart uh, went into this thing called VTAC, and that drops people. In their in their in their steps, he had a pacemaker, so luckily it zapped his heart back into. Mm. So like we literally saw him uh, die for like 15 seconds and come back. So two very very traumatic situations, and I didn't deal with it. The way I dealt with it was, I told him that those I recognize those are really really traumatic things. I can't be with you alone. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, that's good. That's good. It's good, but. The one thing that I that now looking back and mm-hmm. I've gone to therapy and talked to, and talked about this extensively. Mm-hmm. This thing is, I regret that because that was time that I could have spent with him mm-hmm. that I shut off to myself. Eventually, I know that it is the right thing to do, but didn't go to therapy about any of those things. Oh, you mean you can't be with him alone? I so couldn't I, be with I, him alone, I like just me and him, because I thought that like something bad would happen. And I would yeah. be sitting here with my father dad. So you yeah. just wouldn't go. So you just wouldn't go. Yeah. So I couldn't be with him alone. It would just have to be. Oh, like, I thought you meant like. It would have to be a, me and like the family together. And that would stop. Oh my goodness. So like okay. I, I regretted telling him that because that that hurt him mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just one of those things where like sometimes what people weaponize mental health, and mm-hmm. I think in that in that time, I weaponized it against him, and it hurt him a lot, mm. and I didn't recognize it, but. I was doing what I thought I had to do to protect myself in the, in the time being. But <clears throat> so fast forward to the day after my, my father passed away, immediately my sister had, um, she went and talked to a therapist and goes, yo, I think you'll really like this therapist. Just give it a shot. Uh-huh. Um, Cause I've been in New York. I had, I went and I talked to at least five different therapists before I found a, a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, Hit it off the bat immediately with this therapist. This therapist was amazing. Male or female? She was she was female. Power um, to the women. Amazing. <laughs> she like the best thing that she did was she just got you talking. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just kind of whittled away at what was going on until I told I could I could get myself to that point. Mm-hmm. But I had to go to therapist for my dad to walk all the way back to my. Yep. Mm. Because there's a so much trauma and so many things, and it goes into everything Every, in your yeah. life. Yes, it everything is. that you don't realize until someone like talks Trigger. with you about it. Mm-hmm. Tr- you get triggered, or you're with a the therapist, and they're like, "Oh, hey, you know what? You weren't mad because of that. Mm-hmm. You were mad because you don't trust people. There you mm-hmm. go. Because there you go. This person left prematurely in your life. You think, mm-hmm. um, and it." it uh, there were so many things that I was like, wow, this is why I did this. Dating, holy, like, all this stuff, like, just, like, it, it's the getting in and talking to somebody that you can trust and you can 
and you can be super vulnerable with. Because mm, if, yep. if, if you don't, if you if you go into therapy and you don't allow yourself to go there, then you ain't doing. You're not doing anything. You're just wasting money. Wasting time. Um, money and time. So I had to go to therapy for my dad to dog walk back to my mom's stuff and a lot out of that out of that mm-hmm. stuff. Um, so that was the main coping. Mm-hmm. Um, still a work in progress because there's a lot, but uh, it's just talking and then allowing yourself to actually feel. Yeah. That was a big thing for me is like, like I didn't really take anything off mm-hmm. when my mom passed away. It just kind of was like, this sucks. Like I'm around family. Then I was around friends in college and it just kind of life just keeps chugging. But this one, I wanted to, to, I just wanted to feel it as, as raw as it felt, as happy as it felt, as mad as it felt, as angry as it felt, as hot as it felt. I wanted to feel everything. And I allowed myself to feel everything. We shut down slices for three weeks. Mm-hmm. I would have shut it down for a whole month if, mm-hmm. if I didn't have employees that I had to pay. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to feel everything. And like, I, if I would have gone straight back to work, it would have just been under the rug. I'd be like, I'm going to therapy. It's okay. But like taking off a substantial amount of time to breathe and to feel, that was big. That was, uh, I mean, I'm still like processing everything and going through things and seeing how it's popping up. And I'm never going to be done like grieving my dad because like my dad was my dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not that I didn't love my mother, but I was a child. Yeah. It's just, I will never be able to unearth all that. But um, but I, I say that like my mom's death was easier for me to go through than my dad's because mm-hmm. I just didn't face anything with my mom's. Mm-hmm. I just kept it pushing. My dad's, I wanted to feel everything in my face, mm-hmm. as deep and as hard and as hurtful and as grateful and and joy and all. Mm-hmm. I wanted to feel all of it. Mm. You know, I'm the kind of person I like to haven't haven't experience like I said my, my mom uh, I, I try to I try to emotionally cue myself up for a lot of things it's my way of trying to control uh, or self preservation mm-hmm. so to speak um, you know the funny thing is I had never in my life imagined losing my mom I'd imagine losing my grandma I imagine losing my dad imagine losing maybe you know a few other never ever crossed my mind then my mom would pass away. I mean, you know, it just never did. So now I try to, you know, and my dad and I have a lot of the conversations, you know, in preparation, you know, and that doesn't make it easier. Um, but I'm like, I have to cue myself up because I know my parents, my dad's getting older, my grandma's getting older. So it's like I try to emotionally cue myself up by trying to understand that, you know, these things will happen and that, the more you prepare for them, you know, it'll make it easier. And I know all of that will be out the window mm. <laughs> if I get a phone call. Yeah. I know it. I, I know it. That was my look. same <laughs> process, too. It was like all the things I explained to have to my dad. Right. He was he had diagnosed with cancer that wasn't curable. Like, they told him that this will eventually get you. And I knew all that. I saw all those things. And I was like, all right, I got a head start on. Mm-hmm. On, on seeing life without him and, and how that would feel. Nope. Yep. That's Still got you. Man, look here. Because it's like nothing, nothing is going to hurt as much as that. <laughs> oh, my hey, Nothing dog. will hurt as much as that. You can't get away from it. Nothing will hurt Welcome as much as that. Welcome to life. Nothing. Because I sure couldn't get away. Death and taxes. Dang. Caden, I'm, I'm going to ask you because, so you're 13, you're, 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 your father, your mom told you your father passed away, car accident, and you were able to just move on because, you know, you said he was in and out of jail, so he wasn't really around. He wasn't really in your life. If it was your mother, it would be a whole different story. So I'm going to skip and ask you, because we talked about it a little bit earlier, what challenges do you face while trying to balance day-to-day? Going day-to-day, what are some personal challenges that you have that you recognize? Uh, Probably, like, uh, like, like more like the man side like like going through like manly business like sometimes everything that a man go through you can't talk to that with your mama mm-hmm. it's, like, you it's like you feel weird sometimes mm-hmm. navigating so, becoming a young man yeah. going through puberty got sometimes, you sometimes yeah yes yes um 
What else? What about your anger? What about your your temper? Like what what are those things? You talked about those a little bit earlier. Uh, sometimes like like well, I, like I got like like if somebody can, like basically, I got a, I got a short temper, right? Uh huh. But like I don't know, like I can control it, but like if somebody push me enough, like it'll go, mm-hmm. all that will go out the window, and then I like. So trouble self self containing. Things, things of that nature, controlling your temper, like you. But you recognize you have a short temper. You don't. You, you get angry. You don't know where it comes from or anything of that nature, and you have no one guiding you or helping you. You're having those conversations with you, and then and then becoming a man. Am I correct? Yes, ma'am. I got a question for you. Do you feel like? And I know this is probably. I know the answer to this question. Do you feel like you? You one's probably been been robbed of of an experience, a life experience, two are missing out. Do you feel that way? Mm-hmm. Like having, having Without not having your dad, mm-hmm. do you feel like you were robbed of a life experience? Whereas like, Nick had oh, his dad his oh whole yeah. life. I was like, it was like, like I'd be seeing like a lot of people like their dad uh-huh. do stuff and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it was like, dang, he got his daddy, I don't got mine. So. Do you think that triggers, see, I don't want to turn this into that. No, come, let's but talk to him, go ahead. But do you feel like that, that triggers that's one of the things that play into your your uncontrolled temper. Sometimes you you feel that you have you received the short end of the stick, and that somehow that somehow makes you feel. Well, I feel anger. like I feel like sometimes like 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 you said like how you just like you know, like it, like my day that I just left alone, mm-hmm. but it's still like in my mind. Mm-hmm. So sometimes that do come back up, and then like it's like I go through that sometimes. Yeah. Somebody take a route then, then I snap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So I mean, it's one of those situations like, because now you have, uh, now you have a button on your back, right? And I don't want to, I don't want this, but you have a button on your back. So I- anybody who know you, who who want to piss you off, mm-hmm. who wants to get to you emotionally, they know what that button's going to be. And for you, and for a lot of people, it's that thing that they're missing, right? So I mean, man. And we probably have to really handle that off, off, off air. But mm-hmm. I mean, you going, you really need to, you really need to deal with that, like, in a, in a major way because you're you're doing good now. Obviously, you you chose, you decided to go in a different direction after having going through those issues. But you know, other stuff can come come up later on that could that could make that button a little bit more exposed and make it larger and easier to be pushed. So, you know, man, you're stronger, dude. I told him already. Don't worry. You do your part. We'll do ours. Welcome to the Angels Online, sir. Um, thank you for thank you for sharing it. Thank Very you. Good. Appreciate Very it. Good. Wonderful, wonderful. I love it. Um, day to day. Anybody else go through things day to day? Well, everyone here is more adult. Um, but there might be day to day challenges that could go on with the loss of a parent. Like Nick's an entrepreneur. Um, what do you? What's your day to day like? I'm making pizza and. Reason why I'm making pizza is because my dad made pizza. <laughs> Come on! Every single day, I'm reminded of, of my dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't like when I think every, every like unless it's like I go to like a like a bad medical thing. Mm-hmm. Everything pretty much I I, I like comes mind about my dad day to day are good things, positive things. Good, like, good. That like, goes with the memories and listen, stuff that I have. Like, so like the the impact it's had on me with like music and all this stuff uh-huh. and like and everything everything that it's it's just a positive mm-hmm. I don't really think of a lot of negative stuff when I think about my dad right now um, that more so was a couple of months after just like realizing like oh like he's gone mm-hmm. that raw feeling but like Obviously, you miss him, but like I just like it's just a positive thing. Now. Like mm-hmm. I'm just like I want to celebrate this dude as much as as I want to celebrate my wins. Like because like he's just as much part of that as I am. That's crazy because that was one. Those are my next couple questions. Like mm-hmm. to say like, how do you commemorate your parents? Mm-hmm. Like what is it? You know what I'm saying? And for you, it's like you know your daddy. That was that's your boy. And he made pieces. Every not every day I make pieces. There's like so many facets of my life. One of the, one of the things that like. Sisters can be a little toxic. Everybody can be a little toxic. <laughs> but there is one thing um, that she can say sometimes that'll really like, just like button on my back. I'm gone. Mm-hmm. Red. Um, if she says, 
something like my dad wasn't great with like some like financial shit or whatever like she'll be like that's some big d shit and it's like don't say that shit mm-hmm. don't don't ever paint something like that negative come on right come now. On. that's that's a dirty like mm-hmm. foul low blow and like brother sister like i get it um i'm never gonna do that mm-hmm. but, um because you know how it feels too. yeah yeah but um it's just one of those things where like yeah it's not needed but other than that everything about this everything that i do day to day with the with the business with just like just in general just trying to express myself that was big for him for for me and for my daughter or for for rachel my sister was just like he wanted us to express ourselves mm-hmm. he wanted us to say what we wanted to do and do what we want to do and dress how we want to dress that was his big thing is he wanted to make us com- he wanted to make us feel comfortable our own skin, and Good. every day that Good. I walk around feeling comfortable with my own skin Come on, is a hundred percent a tribute to to my dad. My mom was like beautiful, amazing mother, um, but my dad was the like creative drive in my back mm-hmm. of like, yo, you want to do this, do it your way. Like I begged my dad when I was a kid to change my name to a junior. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be a, a Brian Keith. Uh, Williams Jr. so bad. So bad. And then he just named you Nick. And he was, no, this is after. This is like when I was like a kid, like five. I was like, please, like, please change my name. And every single time, he was like, no. Not doing it. Never would do it. I want you to be the the best Nick, Nick. Williams. And I'm mm. like, God. That's dope. Yeah, That's but dope. like that dude was a dude. You know, that makes sense. My sister, um, a couple years, or maybe the next year, after my mom passed away, she made a status on Facebook, which I never, never really considered, but it's true. She's like, yeah, because, you know, we were raised by our grandma. You know, my mom had her issues, um, you know, that she had came back from and was a perfect, she became a perfect grandparent to my sister's children. Um, but my sister said, in, uh, in death, all wrongs are made right. So, you know, my mom had issues, but I can I can't think, I had, can have not one negative feeling about her. I mean, it just doesn't exist. You know, I I, I recognize uh, the strong and all the good that she was and all the good things that she did, all the things she did that people didn't know about. You Mm -hmm. know, Um, my mom dealt with a lot of pressure from, you know, outside sources, like, you know, people in our family who uh, oftentimes judged her for Mm -hmm. some of the mistakes that she's made. So um, she would do stuff and, you know, good stuff, you know, like, um, you know, meet us at our, meet me and my sister at our bus stop. Uh, in the morning, you know, uh, and, be, she's you know, she, or walk us to school. And Come on. Not a, she didn't get credit for that. People always had something not so nice to say, but the good stuff, she never got credit for it. You mm. know, I mentioned that at our funeral, and, you know, and I try to say it as much as I can anytime I bring her up, all the good things because people never knew about, you know. And I, I, that's one thing I do regret is not, not you know, giving her those flowers when she's still out in front of the people who always had some negative shit about her, you know. Mm-hmm. But, uh it's it just crazy how that works. I can't think not one negative thing, you know, and uh, I'm glad that, that she existed. I'm glad that she uh, she she had the mistakes and she a lot of the opportunities, even the the not the negative ones at the time turned out to be positive ones. I do think, though, I do miss and I think about her every day uh, having my own daughter who she never got to meet, ha- never uh, her not experiencing this level of life that I'm living now. Mm-hmm. You know, everything has changed. Yeah, everything's better. Right. And she. She, she didn't get to see she didn't get to see this documentary. No, that's fact. I wish that she could see her children now. People always have something to say about Margaret's kids. Mm. And um, you know, but Come on. I wish they could see Margaret's kids now. Come on. You know? Look at that bow tie. Yeah, look at Doctor Carl. She be she be very proud. You know, all <laughs> the things that she she because she was a you know, my number one supporter and people were Oh, he's just this kind of person. Oh, he's doing this, and she's like, "No, that's my baby. That's Nunu." But all the people who had some bad to say about him now, I, I love it. I could I buy their it. life. Come on. I could buy their life. Come on. Come on. on and I'm not bragging. You, but you better say something. Talk Look here. Your mama saying, heard you. Hey, come on here. Huh? Come up here. Natalia, what's up? What's up? Talk to. Hello. Me. Hello. How do you commemorate or remember? You know your parents throughout your daily life, positive, whatever it is negative, positive, whatever, if it motivates you, you know, things online, we motivate, influence, and inspire. You lost yours very young, 7 to 10. So I know your mom was a motivation, just you hearing her voice and you, you you remembering things that she used to say to you, which was like your driving force 
in the way you acknowledge things, see things, when she told you, you know, she needs you to be brave. She needs you to hold it down. Mm -hmm. She needs you to be for your sister, you know. So does that still play a role today, especially, you know, you, you probably got your son with you right now. That that play a role with your with your son and everything else and being a parent? Absolutely, absolutely. I I play her favorite songs. I, I cook her favorite meals. I go to her favorite places when I have the opportunity and and I do the same for my dad. Uh-huh. You know, I, I try to hold on to those memories. I even cuz as you get older some things may fade away. So to make sure I can hold on to those memories, I write them down. Oh, there you go. Journal. Got to get you the Angels Online journal. Right in that. Yes, I love it. Journaling is wonderful. Wonderful. And you also, you know, you remember the good, you remember the bad, and some of it you learn from it. There you go. Experience. Use it. Use it. Use the negative as a motive, as motivation. Hey. It ain't, ain't I lost my dad to a drug overdose, and that kept me from drugs. Come on. Come on. Come on. I love that. Kaden, what about you? I know. What about, tell, tell me, what about you, Kaden? Do you go, going through, how do you... Your situation is a bit different. You know, your dad wasn't always around. What did your dad? What did your dad contribute that helps you out now? I don't care if it's positive or negative. You know what I'm saying? Like, talk. Let's let's talk about it because you're 13. You know, this episode we connect youth and adults. What are some of the things that that maybe help you day to day? Right now, like Natalia said, her daddy died of an overdose and she refused to do drugs. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably him. Uh. Probably because uh, he when he died and he was driving a car, uh-huh. he was like off something. He was like on some drugs. Or he was high on drugs when he died. Yeah, so like probably that like stopped like driving. Well, he was driving fast already. Uh huh. So then he did something and then boom, it caused him a crash. So basically, so probably that's probably what I took from his situation. Probably not to like do stuff and then drive like that. And then that's the result of what happened. Doing drugs, driving, drugs and driving, all of that, that's the result of it. And what about, um, what about the bad people that you deal with? You know what I'm saying? You say you didn't want to end up in jail. You say you didn't want to go to jail. You don't want to do that. That's how you choose your people. That's how you pick and choose your friends. And you changed, you told us at the beginning of the show that you changed what you were doing. You changed your behavior. You changed your outlook. You, you, you saw something different and you changed your ways. And you become a better, better young man, right? Mm-hmm. That's what you told us, right? Yes, ma'am. So you don't want to look at those things. So you look at those are your driving forces. That negativity didn't bring anything but negative to you, right? So now that you're better, how is day to day with you? He probably it makes it makes like life like easier to me. Wonderful, it makes life easier. What do you do? You play sports. What are you into? Uh, sports. What do you play? Come on, tell us. Football, basketball. Good. Can you play? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. You sure? Yes. All right. Yeah. We got to check on that. We'll be the judge of we need, that. We need receipts. We need receipts. We need game schedules. We got to. Don't you worry. Straight ladies up. online. Straight up. We'll check you out. Ain't that right, Mr. B? Yeah, we'll 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 look you at you may mess around and have some fans out there, you know. So that positivity brings positive things, right? Because you're here on the Angels Online because you changed your life. You're trying to do better things. Also, you're 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 the oldest of how many, sir? Three. You're the oldest of three. Your mom has three children. Three other children. So you're oldest of four. Including me. Yes, oldest of four, which means you're a role model. There you go. You got responsibility. Whoa, whoo! Thirty. There it is. So your mother's raising four boys. And do you remember what you just said to us about maybe 15 minutes ago, maybe 10 minutes ago, you said that you're having trouble going through the dynamics of becoming a man, right? So if you're dealing with that, guess who's going to deal with it next? My little brothers. Your little brothers. Welcome to the Angels Online. So we're here to help navigate, get you on the right path, help your mother any way we can. Once you come on Angels Online, you 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 you're stuck with the Angels Online. We got people around here. You might go visit Nikki Slices. You might go see Dr. Kara. Christmas might come for you. You know what I'm saying? 
keep doing the positive things and people will recognize and notice it. Every time. Again, don't lose opportunity being a butthole out here. You understand? Doing the wrong thing. You miss out on opportunities because you never know who's watching you. You never know who's in your mm-hmm. corner. You never know who can, who you can benefit from in a positive way that will help navigate your future in the right place. Correct. You understand? It's like a GPS. We're going to navigate you in the right direction. We say go left. It's a good left. All right? You don't make the wrong turn. Wonderful, wonderful. Good job. Good job. <laughs> hey, demon in her bag. You got to be quicker than that. Look her. Look her. Don't worry, I'm going to get the people what they want, baby. You got to, you got to help the kids. So, um, losing parents, we're, every, everybody's everybody's older at this point. Katie, you're the young, youngest one here. Because we want to wrap up. We got, we got a couple more questions I want to just ask. Um, do you have any hopes, dreams, aspirations? What do you have right now? What's on your mind? Mm-hmm. How do you how do you see yourself continuing to navigate through life with your mom and your brothers and the family and the support you have around you even at this table and the teachers that you have at your school? What are your dreams and things that you're looking at? Either uh, sports uh-huh. or probably develop a, a, a app like on a on a phone or something. Probably become a developer or something. Both are possible. Yes. What? Come on. Come on here. Come on. Let me find out. Ladies and gentlemen, in the courtroom, you heard it here first. You heard it here first. Caden said he wants to play professional sports, and he does have a backup plan because he knows only a select percentage go to the majors. All right. And he said he wants to develop an app, be a web developer or something. Come on. Yeah, it's possible. It's all about starting right now. Manufacturing, engineering, all those things. It's possible. It's possible. I love it. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, Nikki Slices. I mean, we, we, we know what you, what's what's up? What's, what's to continue on from right now while you're sitting here right now? What's the next steps? What you looking at for the future? What, how we going to keep benefiting, help, hey, making daddy and them proud? Mm-hmm. I think more so than um, that anything with business and slices is just like continuing on like with the family. Mm-hmm. Come on. Um, you have a wonderful, beautiful niece. I do, but I need a daughter. <laughs> uh, no, just like, you know, continuing. I'm here. Um, just continuing with um, with like the work that he did with me and my sister, just like using all that information and all that the energy that he gave, making us who we are. Continuing that, like mm-hmm. the family Wonderful. is paramount to Wonderful. any kind of business that I could do and have all that success is is nothing. A We're out of family, man. That's, That's it. Family. That's it. Yeah, I love it. Yes, yes. Cause I need mine. I I got mine. If it's even stable, if even if they're not at. Listen, but you know it is what it you, is. you just gotta professionally check them. Yeah, and we'll and respectfully. I, and we'll, we'll. we'll fact. And we'll we'll fact. You can respectfully check someone. All right. <laughs> uh, Natalia. Um, yes. How do you continue to navigate through life? You know, with the loss of two parents at a young age, seven and ten years old. How do you continue to navigate? How will you continue to navigate with your own child? I try to to be the best parent I can be and taking care of my health and discipline. Good, good. You need lots of discipline in every stage of your life. And um, I remind myself that as an adult, that's one of the things that used to keep me from trouble in my younger years too, in my teenage years, is I used to say to myself, I have to depend on someone else deciding for me. But once I get to my adult years, it falls only on me. Mm-hmm. So my choices mm-hmm. and my decisions lead to my outcomes. And I don't like problems. Mm-hmm. Oh. I like to live my best life. Oh, Come on. So, you better salsa your way through life, girl. Mm-hmm. She can salsa, y'all. She can see me. She be salsa. <laughs> 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 All right, my bad, my bad. <laughs> so, so I try to teach that to my children. You know, you you gotta you gotta watch your choices. Yep. Accountability is very important. Be careful who you trust. Come on. You know, uh, uh, for the young man, my advice would be. Be careful who you trust. Mm-hmm. You, Kaden. That is good. Yeah, that is good. Because some people will 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 see that you need you because we do. 
children to lose their parents. I think everybody does, but children lose their parents. They seek for someone to, mm-hmm. to, to, for, to, to take a little bit of that void away. Of course. Mm-hmm. And, um, the good people would always give you good advice to stay on a good path for good outcomes, discipline, mm-hmm. good, you know, think about today and tomorrow, good, good. not just living a moment. Good, good, good. She said the good people. Y'all hear she say that? The good people. Good people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> good people, good people. <laughs> so sometimes, unfortunately, they will take situations like that and use it to their advantage Come and on. it's not for the good reasons. You know what to say. You know what to say. Give it to them, baby. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yes, yes. Anybody Keep your head high. Keep your head high, yeah, young man. Keep your head high. Ladies and gentlemen, oh my goodness. I'm pretty sure we got a lot of qualities from the parents. Y'all got qualities, y'all got characteristics and everything else. But the thing is, is as adults, you've all made your own way. And you utilize your personal experience, professional experience, and professional knowledge to navigate through life, which is what the Angels Online is all about. And we connect youth and adults in open dialogue, discussing real-life circumstances and situations. And today we were able to have Caden on this episode at the age of 13, holding himself down at the table. You get the same respect at the table, whatever table you at. Remember, you belong at it. Now, before we leave, ladies and gentlemen, let me let you know everybody got to give a good people good people. But you know you can find the Angels Online at the Angels Online on Instagram, at the Angels Online on Facebook, at the Angels Online LLC on YouTube. You can email me if you got a topic that you want to hear at info at theangelsonline.org. You can go to Ramsey at theangelsonline.org and just email me yourself. You can go to the website, www.theangelsonline.org. Now, Natalia, leave us with a good people, good people, please. Good people, good people. Hey, okay. <laughs> Dr. Carl, can you give us a good people, good people? Good people, good people. Ooh, there he is. Girl, hey. Listen. Kate, come on, man. Good people, good people. No! Uh, see, that's, see, that's what I do. See? I want to try that again with more bass in my voice. Okay, you know what? Go ahead and try again, Dr. Carl. Yeah, because you really only I can't get muster one. Any more, any more base model. You only get one time. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, just because you came in with a bow tie. <laughs> now, now. <laughs> now, now, over there. Kane gave us a business, but Nick Williams always. Nicky, Nicky slices. <laughs> Good people. <laughs> Got to get anywhere. Good people. Good people. Ben Dix. Ben Listen. And you know what I'm gonna leave you with, baby. Good people, good people. You got to <laughs> get them people what they want. The Woo! The angels don't lie. The angels, the angels. Hey!